0: Hey, Jundo, I've been wondering, can you get Dharma insurance?
1: Well, yes, except there's nothing to gain, nothing to lose. (laughs) Nothing to pay? (laughs) It's nothing to pay, but the receiver and the person injured are all one. So you're paying yourself. It throws off the whole actuarial game right there. It really you know. does,
0: yeah. Yeah. It really does. The reason I'm thinking about insurance is I had car trouble the other day when we were we usually record on Tuesdays and I had car trouble with the battery of my car and curiously you had trouble with the battery of your car at the same time. It's That's because kind of our,
1: our cars are karmically connected. <laughs>
0: So in my case, we have a hybrid car, and the battery is is relatively low powered because it doesn't do a lot. Except, like I think the the person who came and fixed it said, it just basically turns over the alternator to get the car to start. And people aren't driving a lot these days, obviously, and so the battery can run down. So I have purchased a portable battery charger in case this
1: happens. Everybody, again. welcome to Car Talk. I'm Cliff. That's Clap. <laughs> with the wrong part, you're on the wrong podcast, Kurt. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, see, what I'm wondering is if there's some sort of karmic event that occurred in previous kalpas that led to the battery dying on this particular day that my partner was for the first time going to see her daughter in another city
1: um, for the first time in months. Well, you, you know what the, the Buddha had to say about hybrid cars, of course. <laughs> no, nothing. What? Nothing. He had <laughs> nothing to say because they did not have hybrid cars. Yes. Okay. Okay. And it would have taken a lot of... He's the Buddha. He knew everything, all right? And he knew the future and the past. But I still think you would have had to explain to him what is a hybrid car, I think. Well, you'd have to explain what a car is, first of all. Well, he knew about the wheel, because sukkha is the wheel on the cart that turns smoothly. And dukkha is the wheel that bumps and there is suffering. So they knew chariots. So, you could explain right. to him, first off, you could explain to him it's a hybrid chariot. Right. And he would have, but first you'd have to say, like, what what's a hybrid chariot? And you'd have to say, well, it's kind of like got a driver that's half gasoline and half battery. It would have been tough. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, I uh, so. yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. But
1: he would have gotten it eventually. He was a smart guy.
0: So, you said you're going to be getting a hybrid car
1: soon. We are in the market. Yes. I had a little mini, mini, mini car called uh, a Mitsubishi I, which actually gets better mileage than many hybrids because many hybrids are heavy. So yeah. my little car, which is about the size of uh, – you could put it in a bowling bag and I could carry yeah. it in the store, I, I got good mileage. But now uh, my wife uh, 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 crashed our last car. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell anybody. No, it's okay. She missed the stop sign, and uh, I'm very glad she's still with us, and, and uh, she got away without a scratch. But the car, unfortunately, you know, the bumper fell off, and I figured, okay, they stick the bumper back on it. The guy said, no, your car, your car is total, something about, uh, you know, you can't drive it anymore. So we're in the market for a new car. Karma. Car. Yes, karma. <laughs> and life's little modern uh, duca. Uh, the wheel would they totaled our car because the wheel would not turn smoothly it all connects it all connects
0: and and also i think this is interesting lessons about dealing with adversity Um, my Hmm. partner was was furious um, about what happened Um, part of it was user error she had turned the key to charge her phone but at the same time the electricity was running out um but Sometimes you just have to accept that what goes wrong goes wrong, and it'll eventually get fixed when the roadside assistance guy comes.
1: well, the Buddha is like the roadside assistance guy that we call, you know the bodhisattva <laughs> who who shows up, you know, with a guy in a t-shirt with tattoos and a hundred arms, yeah, and he when you have when you have troubles in life, he appears within about forty five to fifty five minutes. And, uh, and you know, save you and get you back on the road of life, which is the way. The way. And get you Indeed. back on the way, yes. Yeah. Get back on the way, yes. Right. So the Buddha's a fixer. No, 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 no. he's not a fixer. A is a guy in Las Vegas who, you know, <laughs> when you want to place a bed, he, he makes sure... No, that's a different thing. Yeah. No, the, he, the Buddha is someone who... Fixes what cannot be fixed, and that's our subject today. Actually, we're finally getting to it. Nineteen minutes <laughs> into this podcast, which is Bodhi cheetah. Bodhi cheetah. Yes.
0: Okay. So someone cheats about their body, and the Buddha fixes it.
1: No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. Don't make jokes. Cheetah is a is a, a kind of relative of a lion. Lives in Africa. No, it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I, I still have to tell you, I've been a Buddhist for thirty five years. I don't know the exact pronunciation that would pass according to a a, a, a a Pali scholar? Is it Bodhi? They always have funny ways to do it. Chiita or Sita or Bodhi. I just say bodhicitta.
0: bodhicitta. I think Bodhicitta is pretty much the accepted pronunciation. There's probably some sort of funny um, diphthong in the middle, but I think, I think people in the West will understand
1: it. Okay, well, you keep your diphthongs to yourself, and we'll just call it (laughs) bodhicitta. And what is bodhicitta? Ask me what bodhicitta is. What is
0: bodhicitta? Can you explain this odd term? Bodhi is
1: basically enlightenment or wisdom. And citta is the mind.
0: So the enlightened mind.
1: Or the mind which is seeking enlightenment. And that's as far as anyone ever agrees on what it means. It really has uh, a lot, like most things in Buddhism, it, it has a great variety. My teacher, Nishijima, for his own reasons, called it the will to the truth. I like that. He felt it was the mind you developed uh, early on in your practice, wishing to know the truth. So the mind
0: that seeks the truth, the mind that desires the truth.
1: Exactly, exactly. But the more common explanation in Buddhism, and I have to say, even though it was my teacher's explanation, and he's right, he never said that's the only way to see it, it can have a couple of other meanings which are also right. Number one is the mind that is already enlightened. And this is important for us.
0: Yes, then we come back to Dogen's practice enlightenment here.
1: Exactly. That we're all enlightened, we just don't know it. We're all enlightened, and there is nothing to do. We are already perfect as we are, and there's not a thing in need of change. But unless we change something and do something, we're not going to realize this. That's the catch. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting paradox. The the whole idea of when when Dogen's famous phrase of dropping off body and mind—I've been reading a book recently called Cultivating the Empty Field— so this is the silent illumination of Zen master Hongzhu. Um, he was Chinese. He predated Dogen a bit. And basically, Dogen refined a lot of his ideas of the, the idea of that when everything is stripped away, we get back to the original face. And that original face was always there.
1: And yes. we just didn't see it because we were looking in the wrong direction. Exactly. Exactly. So in the one sense, there's nothing to do. Our original face is already flawless. But on the other hand, there's much to do. And unless we work to be good and to realize certain things, the first face is kind of covered up. Basically, okay, what it is, it's hybrid. It's a hybrid. (laughs) You're either on gasoline or you're on a battery. Sometimes you go to the absolute and everything is fine. And then other times you switch over and you're in a world where we have to do better. We have to do good. And you realize it's all one thing. Sometimes, I don't know, in a hybrid car, are they both on at once? I guess so.
0: Well, sometimes they are, but generally, um, when the battery has enough power to drive the car at the speed it's going, then the gasoline engine shuts off.
1: Okay, that's where my analogy ran out, though, because sometimes in Buddhism, we know both are true at once. Sometimes you're more one, you realize, oh, I'm all in the absolute. There's no one to save. There's no one in need of help. There's nothing lacking. Uh, everything is just going the way it goes. And on the other hand, you say, oh, man, everything's messed up, and these people need help, and I need help, and we got to fix things, and you switch back and forth. But sometimes you realize that the battery and the gas are on at once. It's both true at once.
0: So here's a good analogy. Have you seen these new electric bicycles that they sell? If you're going on a on flat ground, you're pedaling, and it doesn't require a lot of energy. But when you start going uphill, you can engage the electric motor to help you go uphill. Right.
1: What does that got to do with what I'm talking about?
0: Well, sometimes you're <laughs> pedaling, and sometimes oh, sometimes you've got you're pedaling. Right, and sometimes you have the help of the electric motor.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, and and, and all of it, we realize there's no place to go. We spoke about this last week. There's no place to go, but we keep pedaling. Yes. Right? So we're always where we should be. There's no in front or back. Yet we keep pedaling to get where we're going to go. This is the conundrum of bodhicitta, that there is no one in need of saving. There are no problems. Yet, oh boy, there are. And there are problems. Now, how do we help the people? This is our Bodhisattva vow. And boy, we say, you can't because the problems are endless and the suffering sentient beings are endless. So what do you do? This is our... This sounds pretty dismal here now. Oh, well, it's not. Okay. It's not. The reason is this. There are ways to get people out of their troubles. Kinda not completely you uh I'm going to tell you something here here's a secret can't fix this world this world is meant to be complicated uh, it's our life is meant to have frictions otherwise it wouldn't be life we're always going to have days we win, days we lose we're going to be born and then we're going to die because we've got to make room for wh- what's ever coming next whoever is coming next. So this life is uh, always going to be times of, if you love someone, you're going to lose them sometime. If you're healthy, well, the next day, uh, you're going to maybe not be healthy. You know, I had a CAT scan today. I'm okay. At least uh, for the next five minutes. Like that. So um, that's fine. But, oh, I'm going to switch to my uh, other side now of the hybrid. Okay. Nothing wrong, man. Everything is just as it is. It's just a great flow. There's not one thing you need to change. Now, how do you save the sentient beings? One way is not by giving them a sandwich when they're hungry. You should do that. Not by giving them water when they're thirsty, Thirsty, but we should do that. Not by giving them a house when they're homeless. Oh, but we should do that. No, there's one more way. Teach them to see beyond all this world to the wholeness. All right? And we can do that. We can teach people as bodhisattvas that there is a way to see this world where nothing is lacking. But okay, the guy that's gonna amuse the guy for five minutes. Then you better give him a sandwich. <laughs> you know. We gotta do both. What's
0: the Japanese term for bodhicitta? And does Dogen talk about it in a slightly different way from, say, Theravada Buddhism?
1: Oh, the, the Japanese term for bodhicitta. Well, I'm you know, a, a great uh, scholar. I've been speaking Japanese for many years, and I've, I've translated uh, a Japanese um, for a lot of time. So what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm getting on Google because <laughs> I'm going to see uh, this. Wait a second. Uh, you know, there's this thing called Wonderful Source for All Buddhas. Uh, it's, uh, besides the uh, sutras and the suttas, we have this thing called Wikipedia. Very yes. useful. Very yes. useful. And I'm looking right now, and it says in Khmer, the term is apparently U-N-G-E-G-N, which I have um, no idea how to pronounce. But, oh, oh, I, I knew this. I did know this. I just had a senior moment. <laughs> just really, I did. I really did know this. Okay, bodai shin.
0: So that sounds like a phonetic translation. It doesn't sound like the term itself has different nuances.
1: Well, shin is the heart mind. So that's a little different from cheetah, heart-mind. And uh, bodhi is bodhi, yes. It's the same, uh, uh, yes, uh, it's, uh, yes, bodhi. So
0: the, the thing about earlier when you were switching from your hybrid mind to your, from your gasoline mind to your electric mind, hmm. when, you, when you said like everything's cool, it sounds a little bit complacent though. You sounded a little bit like a stoner there for a
1: minute. Well, it's complacent if you get lost in emptiness. If you get lost in the realm where you disappear and I disappear, there are no hungry children, there are no homeless people, there are no sick people, if you get lost there, then you are stoned. It is an opium trip. I think when people went into an opium den and they'd smoke it, and that was, that's a lot of what they'd experienced, nothing lacking. And they'd sit there and uh, forget to feed themselves. You cannot stay there. Our bodhisattva vow is then to get up and make sandwiches for the hungry and find homes for people. Now, that wasn't always true in Buddhism. We've spoken about this before. There were some folks in Buddhism who said, well, it's all hopeless here in this world and better to just get out of Dodge. But in modern terms, we need to do both. We need to show people wisdom to see past this world. But also, uh, there are things they need in this world, like, uh, you know, I don't know, a car. A lot of people need cars <laughs> made to get to work. So the whole idea of the bodhisattva, though,
0: seems like it can be a big weight on the shoulders of many people. It can be. It's not easy to get up in the morning and think, well, I'm going to just save every sentient being today.
1: It can be. And I, I, this past year, I've dealt with a lot of uh, members of our sangha who are doctors and nurses some of them on the front lines of uh, COVID, and they face this very much. It has been overwhelming. You must keep going if you need to, but inside you can find great peace and stillness. And if you're wise and you can have the resources of both when you need, when you're on, let's say they're on the front lines and it's overwhelming what they're dealing with in the hospital. There are times you can switch like from battery to gas or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gas to battery. I don't know what the analogy is. Gas to battery. battery. Anyway, you can make the switch inside and find that open, silent, pure space. That's a large part of our practice. Uh, I did it all the time. As I said, I wasn't joking. I had a CAT scan today, and they gave me some medicine, and they said, you know, it's a—what uh, does it make? It makes you uh, hot. They it said, it's going to make your body hot and a hot, little hard to breathe for a second. Okay? And I felt a little fear well up for a second. But I found that place for me, right? The body got all hot. I had a little difficulty breathing for a second, but man, I was not there. I was in this. I was in my shin, my heart, mind, looking out in a very quiet, peaceful, warm place, and it was all fine. I could have died in that moment. I would have been okay. I'm not kidding. I mean, I I was really okay in that moment. Whatever happened and uh five minutes later they said okay get out of the machine (laughs) so it was all's well that ends well
0: yeah yeah that's a contrast medium that they give you so they can check certain things and some people do have allergic reactions i remember being in a hospital in france waiting for a cat scan once and then all of a sudden you get these four guys rushing in with the crash cart because the person just before me had an anaphylactic shock from yeah yeah. The, the allergic reaction from that thing. And that yeah. makes you worried. It's a like, CAT scan not too serious. It's just this big magnetic donut. No, no, no. Um, yeah. wh- what I don't like is the MRI where you go in, you're in there for like 20 minutes and it's making all these noises.
1: Well, as we say every episode, guys, if you've been putting it off, get your tests. The test I had <laughs> today was my follow-up. And there's nothing wrong with me right now, according to what the doctor said. It was my follow-up. So guys, everybody out there listening to this podcast, you've been putting off any tests, go get them.
0: So the idea of the bodhisattva, again, coming back to saving all sentient beings, since we know we can't do that, is it enough to think, well, if I can help one person here and one stray animal there and just keep doing the little steps, is that enough?
1: It's not a mathematical formula. Sometimes we help someone in a small way who's close by, and uh, it may have great effect on their life. Uh Sometimes we try to help somebody and it backfires. Completely. We've all had that experience, right? Yeah. You try to you try to help somebody and it just turns out all wrong. You still you made a good effort, you did your best. It it's not going to always turn out like you wish. Other times, we may be called on to do something big. We could I just met a scientist uh, here in Japan who made a small discovery about agriculture. Okay? Agriculture and irrigation, rice that needs less water. He's doing a small part on it. Sounds boring, right? Saving millions of people. Yeah, Millions of people from starvation because the rice is not subject to drought and insects so much. It's amazing work. He's literally doing bodhisattva work, and he's not particularly thinking of it that way at all. So sometimes we do big things. Sometimes we do little things. The point is, do something.
0: And sometimes we do things that may have an indirect effect that we don't even know about.
1: Sure, right, exactly. But if you do bad stuff, we we spoke about this when we discussed karma before. When you do bad stuff, there's a chance, I guess, that you'll do something bad, like rob a bank, and it's actually going to have a good effect somewhere, you know. But generally, if you do bad things, bad results are going to come from it. If you try to do good things, generally... It'll point things in good directions. So that's one of the reasons we do our best to do good, even though we're not guaranteed of the, the payoff we want from it.
0: So I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Bodhicitta, and there are all sorts of specific practices in, um, particularly in Tibetan Buddhism. The Japanese don't really have this, do they?
1: Depends on the kind of uh, Buddhism it is. Buddhism isn't only one flavor. Okay, well, our, our, our type of Zen. Our type of Zen. Our type of Zen, we we're kind of uh, simpletons on this. Hey,
0: and uh, speak for
1: yourself. No, but sometimes simple is good. The, I was looking also at uh, some of the uh, Tibetan practices, getting ready for this podcast, and they're they're quite intricate, and they have many levels of bodhicitta and many characteristics, and many things you can do to nurture it. That's all all good. It, it, the The basic premise is in Zen. Try to realize that we're all connected and we're all faces of each other and then just try to do good, be helpful. Um, I think that's enough. I think that's (laughs) enough because there's no definition that fits all the situations in life. Some people think that when you, you realize we're all connected and we're all faces of each other, we naturally want to help others. There's some truth in that. I've heard that in Buddhism many times that when you realize that We're all just, how to say, different parts of each other here that we all immediately want to rush out and feed the hungry. I'm a little bit of a skeptic on that. It's a little bit like your right hand realizes that, oh, the left hand is over there, and they're both Kirk. Kirk's right hand realizes that it's Kirk, and there's left hand, but somehow the the right hand still says, yeah, that's true, but I'm still over here, and the other (laughs) hand can just go take care of itself. So uh, I don't think that the experience of Buddhism necessarily turns you into a saint when you realize how connected we are. We still have to nurture this. And this was Master Dogen's point, too. We have to work at it. Uh, Our natural instinct from being in the jungle is to be a little selfish, and our practice is to overcome that. So be good, take care of others, be uh, gregarious and vicarious and charitable and uh, all the words like that and uh, just uh, take care of someone other than just yourself.
0: And get a hybrid car, now that you've had an accident with your normal car.
1: Hybrid cars are kind of a bodhisattva act, I've heard. Uh, yeah, because, better for uh, the environment. Better for Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think there is uh, as all we can do to save the world at this point.
0: They're not, but we can only take little steps because, and here's something I'd like to mention. Um, There has been this concerted effort by big corporations to make individuals feel that only individual actions can save the climate and the environment.
1: You're talking about the plastic, the plastic thing.
0: Plastics and all sorts of things. Plastics where they said we have to recycle, but it turns out that most isn't being recycled. We can't do all of that stuff. We can do tiny little things. We can express our desires so these companies sell products differently. But we can't change things as much as that. All we can do by buying a hybrid is nudge. By buying an electric car is nudge.
1: Until the corporations change and the government changes, there will be no big change. Until the economy changes, because uh, we stop having factories turning out junk. That ends up in landfills and floating in the ocean. Nothing will change. Uh, This is why I know you've heard of my book that I'm writing that is down the line that says we have to make changes to the human personality if we're going to save this planet. And I think Buddhism, in a sense, has failed because all the meditation and all the preaching and all, not just Buddhism, Christianity, philosophy, humanists. All the preaching and moralizing has not changed what human beings really are. The only way we're going to save this planet is making very small but positive changes to our human character that is a little too violent sometimes, a little too greedy sometimes, a little too selfish sometimes. And if we change that, makes people more easily satisfied, for example. We won't have many of the problems we have. So I think until we get to the human being, which is the human mind, not just the one, the bodhicitta, the mind of enlightenment will come when we change the mind, which is the human brain and the DNA a little bit to bring some bodhi into the cheetah, <laughs> using, for example, CRISPR. CRISPR will implant some bodhi into the DNA, which makes the cheetah. And when we do that, we will have bodhicitta.
0: CRISPR is a new gene editing technique that's been around for a few years, and it's been instrumental in the COVID vaccines, among other things.
1: Well, that's what one of the things that's scary, people. People say that, hey, it's changing my DNA. And at first, everyone's going like, oh, no, no, man, it's not. And then they go, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really
0: is. It's not changing your DNA. They used it to edit the genes of the virus and to be able because to create the vaccine.
1: The virus is changing your DNA. Yes. The virus is a is a DNA editor. Yes. So it's just hit, heading, heading the bad guys off at the pass, as they used to say in the cowboy movies. All right, Roshi, where do we go from here? Well, let's get some more Bodhi our Archita.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.